Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a blue belt full of curiosity and questions about all things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. What makes you scared or uncomfortable in jujitsu? Oh, in jujitsu specifically. Yeah. Oh, we can get to other stuff later. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. So I would say sometimes for me, like, you know, obviously I've been doing jujitsu a long time. So a lot of the stuff that used to scare me, which might be more stuff that you would talk about, um, don't scare me anymore. But now it's like sometimes teaching in front of a new black belt, you know, like not that they're new at being a black belt, but like mm-hmm. I haven't taught in front of them before. Right. So like Costa Rica, good example. Oh, yeah. Um, just because one, I'd never taught in front of Ray. Uh-huh. Two, I didn't have much of a voice. So right. I was nervous about that. And three, like those people down there all get to learn from really high level yeah. instructors all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely pretty nervous about that. You know, sometimes still competition nerves a little bit, but for me, there's a lot less fear in my jujitsu than there used to be, I'd say. I would say your fears about Costa Rica were very different than my fears about <laughs> Costa Rica. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, like you you weren't teaching, so no. there were different fears to have. No. Um, when Ron said that the nearest hospital was an hour away, I was like, okay, we're going to make sure we're making some some good decisions here yeah. this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be smart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he even said like they have had so few injuries. Yeah. You know, like just doesn't happen very often because nobody's there for like murder, death, kill. Right. Yeah. Everybody's there to just have a good time. Yeah. And, you know, I mean like same thing with women's camp, you know, like yeah. when we do our women's only camp, there's 250 women on the mat and knock on wood, which uh-huh. I don't have any around. Um, we don't have real injuries much, so yeah. I can only think of one ever. That's, that's pretty good. And that was years ago. That was actually when we still had it at the gym. Oh, wow. So yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes things can happen. Freak things happen, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's rare. There's still one thing that scares me at camp though. What? One of the drills that Rachel has us do where we have to flip over. Uh-huh. But you've done it, right? I've attempted it. I don't know that I've ever actually successfully done it. Okay. But I have attempted because I'm like, I'm not going to not try. Right. Because that would be worse. Yeah. Yeah. But it still, it freaks me out. Not so much that I think I'm going to hurt myself, but I feel like I'm just going to completely smash my partner and break their face. (laughs) Um, Which the thing is like, definitely people have fallen on the face before, but you're not falling from that high and okay. um you know like <laughs> they should you know if they turn their face to the side then it's not like you're falling directly on their nose or right. anything so that's on them a little too yeah, yeah um but i think most of the time like even if you fall out of that drill you don't tend to land on the face yeah it's so, just all mm-hmm. what I, i'm hearing i might though. have some trash in my head about it <laughs> yes no i understand what I'm hearing, though, is that maybe we should work on that so that you are not supposed to hear that. That's what that I was heard. not. Is that what you guys heard? That's what I heard. Um, we, we just have to find ways to like build delete, that delete, 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 <laughs> redacted. She's <laughs> like, I regret telling you any of my fears. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, gosh, we're out of time already. (laughs) Look at the time. Shortest episode ever. 
Okay, uh, so I'm not going to really talk much anymore for this episode. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell me what else you were afraid of in Costa Rica. There was something that we were doing maybe like the first night and Abby and I were like, hmm, we're not real sure about this. So like yeah. we modified it yeah. for what the space and, you know, yeah. our comfort level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's fine. I mean, you know, I'm not everyone's coach. So, right? you know, you can always refer to your coach. But for me, I'm... I'm big on this is your journey, mm-hmm. right? I want you to I want you to work at your level and push yourself to improve. Um, I don't want you to just kind of rest on your laurels. You know, like I don't want you to only do what's easy for you because you'll right. never get better that way. Right. But I want you like you know your body. You know what hurts, what doesn't feel good, what, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's fine. Okay, good. So glad we worked through that. (laughs) I think for me, part of working through things that maybe I'm not even necessarily scared of, but not super comfortable with is I've been very fortunate to have really good training partners that I trust. And I feel like that's the foundation of a lot of my willingness to try new things is if I trust them and they trust me, then I think it just... I don't know. It just feels like it's a whole lot easier when you've got a level of trust. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think, you know, sometimes the things that we're afraid of are just things we haven't done a lot of, you Mm -hmm. know, like obviously something new, but sometimes it's just things we're not, we don't have muscle memory attached or whatever. Yeah, I think stand up is one thing that a lot of people are very afraid of. And I think, do you think that it's really a fear of falling? Do you think it's like, what makes you afraid of stand up? I'm just not good at it. I'm just not, I don't have that comfort level mm-hmm. with it. So I think that's part of it. I tend to find myself just being the one that's getting taken down, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is a sign that I probably need to work on it a little more. I think there's always like, maybe for me a little bit of like, I just don't want to fall the wrong way. And right. like, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, but like we talked about with confidence, the more you do something, right. the more comfortable you get with it. Even when we were drilling takedown, like the February takedown mm-hmm. that we did, yep. um, I'm glad that we were still drilling that because I really liked, I was like, oh, wait, this is a lot easier than whatever story I'd made up in my head, yeah. especially when I started doing it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> it got like, a whole oh, that's lot not easier. near as hard as I was making it out to be. <laughs> right? I mean, it's amazing. But I think some of that, too, is like trusting your coach that your coach knows kind of like right. what's what your limits are. If it's somebody that you've been with for a yeah. while, I think in like the trusting your coach uh, realm, um, there used to be a takedown that we did. So it's called the Valley Drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to teach that to everyone on their first day mm-hmm. because it's, in theory, a very easy takedown. Yeah. Right. Um, I love a Valley Drop. It was always my opinion that like all roads led to a valley drop, you know, like no matter what I was setting up, I was mm-hmm. ending up going for a valley drop. I mean, that was just I, that was my bread and butter takedown. Yeah. And we saw a couple people getting hurt from it because mm-hmm. if you don't do it correctly, you're more likely to hurt your opponent in the yeah. process. And so we banned it. No more valley drops in our gym. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, like, I guess that tells you how long it's been since I've tried one. (laughs) Um, But it was just like, it wasn't worth the risk. Yeah. And so it was kind of one of those things where 
I had to make a decision as the coach, like, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, this is a great takedown. Yes, it is a pretty easy one for people to do. Mm -hmm. But if it's done incorrectly, yeah, people are getting injured and I don't want to take that risk. Yeah. So um, and it was funny because we had a judo coach come in one day and teach some judo and he wanted to go over a valley drop. I cannot remember what the Japanese name for it is, but he was like, we actually don't allow this in our gym. (laughs) And I was like, why are you teaching it in my gym then? Uh-huh. <laughs> but I did think it was very interesting. And I'm pretty sure Chewy has banned it in his gym as well. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, it's just one that if it's not done correctly, you can injure yeah. your partner. So yeah, trust us. Cause we're going to make sure that you're doing the moves that, you know, I mean, obviously we do jujitsu. Every right. move is like attacking a joint or, you yeah. know, threatening to choke you unconscious or something, but you know, it's all done in a safe manner too. Yeah. And I really do like the new, the new, uh, takedown. Yeah. So if you're a coach and you're running classes, I'll just kind of tell you how we've been running them. Um, we've kind of changed how, from what we used to do, but we take a theme of the month. For example, this month is Mount. We start every class with the same takedown all month long. That's not actually true for this month. (laughs) Our takedown of the month is a gi takedown. Um, so for our no-gi nights, we just do the takedowns we did in February and March because they don't require a gi. But so, yeah, so we're starting everyone with a takedown, the same takedown all month long, basically. And then each week we're doing a different way to get to mount. And then we're doing attacks from mount or escapes under mount, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of how we're running classes if anybody wants to kind of model that. Or if you have any questions, you can contact me and I'll help you with that. I like it. I like that we're starting with the takedown. Yeah. I think it's been really good for you guys. And like Salma, who is a pretty brand new girl, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long she had trained before she competed the first weekend in March, but she hit February's takedown. Nice. So yeah, she was like the whole month of February was doing the same takedown and then went out and competed and hit it. That's amazing. Yeah. Love hearing that. Just what we want. Yeah. <laughs> So this stuff does work in competition. It does. When you do it correctly. (laughs) Amazing. Weird. So weird. (laughs) So let's say that you try the move, like even though you're super uncomfortable, you, you do it, you give it your best effort. And then you're like, this is not for me. Why is it not for you? That's a really good question. Sometimes I just feel like, because I feel like I have a bigger body, I can't do some of the things that maybe the more bendy, mm-hmm. smaller people can do. Yeah. And I mean, jujitsu is really cool because it's very adaptable. I just think it's one of the beautiful things about jujitsu. If you can't yeah. use an arm, you can still do a lot of things, right? Like right. if you have knee troubles, you can play leche. Like there's just so many different options. You can make everything adaptable. Yeah. So one, I think if that's the thing, ask your coach, mm-hmm. right? Ask your coach, um, is there a way I can modify this to make it easier for my body? Because potentially you're missing something Mm and how it's done. Um, You might be missing some details that make it easier for you. A good example is we did a bow and arrow choke today. Oh, yeah. And um, you, you as in you and everyone else, uh, (laughs) tend to take your leg the wrong way out from underneath you. Mm -hmm. And so you might think this doesn't feel good for my body. It feels clunky. It kind of makes my knee feel funky. You know, like there's all these kinds of little things where you're like that. I don't really like this, Mm -hmm. but if I can correct that and go, Hey, do this instead, 
then it can be like, oh, that's that's for me now. Yeah. So I think the first step is asking your coach what a good alternative for you is or if you're hitting everything correctly mm-hmm. to make it feel like it's for your body. Uh, I I love a bow and arrow after today. Yeah, good. I feel much better about it after today. <laughs> yeah, we made some just some tiny detail yeah. um, adjustments and I think it was really good. Yeah. Sorry if you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> snooze, you lose. <laughs> snooze, you snooze. <laughs> One of the things that I've been working on is just putting myself in bad positions mm-hmm. because they're uncomfortable. Like, I don't feel like they're scary anymore. Yeah. But because I've been in them so many times, right. I'm not scared. And yeah. I know that I can still breathe. Exactly. Um, and sometimes it's just finding those little, the little ways to get through it. Just finding that little bit of room under the gi that I can't actually breathe. Yeah. Little pocket of air. Little- yeah. Get up on your side just a little, you know, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that's been helpful because it's like, oh, yeah, I know what this like is like and it sucks. But because I've worked on it so much, yeah, it's not as bad. Right. As it was. And that was one thing for me. Like I was very claustrophobic when mm-hmm. I started jujitsu. Like in my sleep, if the blanket was too close to my face or a pillow or anything, like I was like panicking, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so jujitsu, like there's a body on top of your face or part of their gi or something. And (laughs) I would panic a lot because of that. So getting to the point where I just could walk myself through it and be like, you're fine. You can breathe. Even if you feel like you can't, you can, you know, like um, find that little pocket of air, get on your side a little bit, raise your hips, whatever, like find the place in your lungs where you might Mm -hmm. be able to get just a little bit of oxygen and know that eventually the bell is going to go off. Right. So like if I could just, talk myself through that a little bit of time, then I got much better. So I can't tell you how many times I try to look up at the clock and just think, how long do I have to sit here? Oh, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I okay. This. I can make it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm coaching in class, you know, like I'll see that little bit of like panic, I guess, like, go across your face or anybody's mm-hmm. face. And I'll be like one minute, like you can make it one yeah. minute, you know, like, and I'm not saying you're in an arm bar and you're getting, you know, (laughs) wrenched on and you got to hold it for a minute. I'm just saying, you know, like the moments where you're getting smashed and you feel like I'm not going to survive this, you know, like you can, you can survive one minute. Just listen to my voice. Mm -hmm. Just stay with me. We're going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. It's been really helpful. Good. Good. I mean, I think that's a big thing about just the moves in general. Like if you have a fear of the moves is working them more, you Mm -hmm. know, just, Doing them more till you don't feel like they're so foreign to you. Yeah. And then you get more confident. Exactly. Two episodes ago. Check out our right? episode on confidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing that I found too, at least for me, is that I'm much more comfortable being in like uncomfortable situations outside of mm-hmm. jujitsu now. Yeah. Because I'm like, they're not going to smash me. Like chances are good. Mm-hmm. They're not yep. going to smash me. And yeah. if they do... What's funny is like, I kind of had the opposite moment of this really um, laying on the surgery table. (laughs) So I, I started getting nervous. Well, I was nervous for my surgery when they first told me about it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so if anybody's new to mm -hmm. the podcast, catch them up. Okay. If you're new to the podcast, uh, hi, this is almost my voice. Uh, If you listen (laughs) to any over the last four months, I don't have my voice. I have somebody else's, (laughs) Uh, but this is almost it. I'm almost back, but I had throat surgery. 
they injected a gel into my vocal cord and like moved it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, my vocal cord was paralyzed and then they sliced open my neck oh my God. <laughs> and uh, took out a mass from that was like compressing a nerve, which is what paralyzed my vocal cord. So I haven't really had what I consider my voice for the last few months. So mm-hmm. I just speak in a lower register than what I've had. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have oxygen. I could not breathe very well. So, you know, I got nervous when they first told me I had to have surgery because it's throat surgery. Like that just yeah. seemed bigger than my foot surgery. Like yeah. it's too close to vital things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut my foot off. I'll be fine. You can't cut my neck off. Right. You need that. <laughs> but then I mellowed out, you know, talked mm-hmm. to a few other people who had had throat surgeries and I was like, okay, it's going to be good. Well, then the night before, of course, I start to get nervous again and yeah. on the way there and I'm laying on the operating table waiting to go to sleep mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm kind of nervous and I was just thinking like, why be nervous for competition? They're, they're not going to cut your throat open. They're not yeah. going to remove parts of your body. You know, like I just yeah. was having this moment of like, I don't have to be nervous to do jujitsu. It's just jujitsu. This seems like something you can be nervous about, but I, and I was just like <laughs> talking myself through it. I'm like, there's no need to be nervous for jujitsu. I felt like I was having a Jocko moment because uh-huh. one time I asked Jocko if um, he got nervous to compete and he was like, it's not like they're throwing a bomb at me. Right. I'm not going to get blown up. It's fine. And I was yeah. just like having one of those moments kind of. So I had the opposite thing where I was like, this feels harder. Jujitsu is just jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. It's all about perspective, isn't it? Right. It really is. It really is. So, you know, a while back, I think we did an episode on like things we no longer do. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing I said is I no longer, how did I word it? I no longer hide from or something like from haters, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not hiding from them. I'm not trying to impress them. I'm not trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, I to try to hold to that. I try for it to be true. Yeah. But I know that sometimes like I still don't wear the clothes I want to wear sometimes or, you know, whatever, because I don't want to be judged. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I would love to wear crop tops or what? I, yeah. Crop tops is what people call them now. Right. I call it a half top and Risser makes fun of me because I'm old. Oh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you that's know, like, what I would call it. Yeah, exactly. Does that make me old? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but and then I'm always like, wait, which is the right one and which is the silly one? I don't mm-hmm. remember. But you know, there's like all these clothes that I'm like, oh, I'd love to wear that, but I don't because I feel self conscious. And you know, Tori from the Mighty Dames mm-hmm. did like a campaign that was just like wear the shorts. Yeah, stop wearing pants all the time just because you you know you feel uncomfortable. And it's, you know, like wear the bathing suit, take the pictures. Yeah. Even if you feel uncomfortable, you're going to want those memories. And so for me, a really good example of me doing the dang thing <laughs> <laughs> um, was we had our uh, one year gym party mm-hmm. this past weekend and we rented out like a private karaoke room. So it was just us, just us. And so I sang a couple songs and the music was so loud. You couldn't hear me singing at all. Uh But like I knew going into it days before I was like, I'm singing. And I, you know, this is less than two weeks out from my surgery. So I sound better today than I did a few Uh days ago when we did this. um, Because I'm getting better every day. But I've been told my entire life I can't sing. My whole life. That I'm a terrible singer. 
don't sing. <laughs> but I love to sing. I absolutely love to do karaoke. And so I was like, I'm going to sing at our party. And Rissa was like, of course you are. You know, like, yeah, do it. Yeah. And so I did. And it it wasn't as out of my comfort zone as I thought it would be because mm-hmm. the music was so loud and it's just us and blah, blah, blah. And so after the party, we went to a karaoke bar. And I sang two songs in front of a whole bunch of people I didn't know because I was like, I just wanted to do the dang thing. Uh I wanted to get up and sing karaoke and be like, I know that not every word comes out of my mouth because my voice is rocky. Like, yeah, there were times where I was cutting out, but there were also times where I had a voice and it wasn't terrible, you know, and I had people like, cause you know, I, I actually got up on the mic and said, all right, guys. I had a throat surgery less than two weeks ago. So drink up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. (laughs) So I did give a disclaimer. (laughs) Way to manage expectations. Right, exactly. But I had a great time. And I think that's what this all boils down to is like, we let fear keep us from living our life Mm -hmm. in whatever way that is from doing jujitsu moves or trying out competitions or meeting new people or going and cross training at a gym because you don't know the people and you're scared. And like, there's all these things that like hold us back. I'm just telling you do the dang thing. Yeah. Get out there and do it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be kind of life changing. Yeah. So wear the shorts, wear the crop tops, sing the songs, take pictures, get in bad positions, try the moves that scare you, do a competition, all of those things. So I think the burning question on everyone's mind is what songs did you sing? Well, I sang me and Bobby McGee twice, once at the party and once <laughs> Oh, and you public. can be ra- as raspy and rocky as you want with yeah, that. Yeah. It's great. And I know it beat for beat. Yes. Like, there's not a song I know better on the planet. Yeah. Um, at the party, I also sang Give Me Three Steps, which is always nice. in honor of my dad. Nice. Today's my dad's birthday. So shout out to that. Nice. Um, Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, at the bar, I also sang Some Days You Gotta Dance by The Chicks. Oh, nice. Yeah, also my kind of song. So. Oh, very solid yeah. choices. Yeah. So it was, it was fun. I had a great time. I danced around like, you know, I may not be a good singer. I'm trying mm-hmm. not to say that I can't sing because right. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Whether I sing well or not is, <laughs> but I'm always entertaining. <laughs> and that's all you have to put be. on a show. That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. So funny singing story. Okay, great. When I was in college, I was a music major. So I had to like do an ensemble. Mm-hmm. So I went to choir and the first night I went to choir, you had to sing for the director so he knew what group to put you in i finished singing and he goes is that how you really sing (laughs) i was like or do you have a cold or something so what i heard was you cannot sing sing. yeah exactly that's you know so i didn't i lip synced my way through like four semesters of choir wow that's and i was also in choir but i just tried to blend i was in choir because i was a good dancer yeah that's really it you know like yeah yeah i just I understand that. Yeah. So then I did not sing. How did you get over that? The feeling of not being able to sing? I was um, encouraged or guilted and shamed by my bandmates. However you want to look at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you got to step it up and start singing some harmony with us. And I'm like, I'm just the guitar player. Yeah. You know, that's, that was the story in my head. Um, and my friend Rita 
because she could just naturally hear harmonies like a freak. She's so good. And I'm like, I don't hear them that way. Right. So we would get our phone out or I'd get my phone out. She would sing my part and I would go home and learn it. And that's just how I learned yeah. to do it. And then I was like, oh, well, I can do this. And oh my gosh, isn't this fun? Yeah. Isn't it fun to be able to contribute more? Honestly, it's silly, but that's that's a dream for me. Like I would absolutely love to get up on stage and sing. I don't care. I, I'll never be able to play an instrument. I mean, I could, but th- that requires a lot of work. But like singing in a band would just be like a. I know somebody with a band. <laughs> I'm just like saying. bucket list for me, really. <laughs> okay. So interesting thought that like you kind of just brought up is how often are our fears based on a story someone else gave us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, I. I don't think I'd have an opinion on whether I could sing had I not been told by certain people. My mother. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All these years that I couldn't sing, Uh you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's so. And like, I used to have an insane fear of heights. So did my dad, you know, like Mm -hmm. how often is our fear based on someone else's story? Oh, that's a big question to leave our listeners with this yeah. week, isn't it? Yeah. What's what's the story somebody else has given you? Oh, okay. And if you are listening to this in Spotify, we can ask questions in Spotify now. That's going to be the question. Nice. So uh, we want to hear from you. If you're not listening in Spotify and you just want to DM us, mm-hmm. let us know because we want to hear that story from you. And if you're working through it, um, let us know. And if you have worked through it let us know how you did it yeah yeah we'd love to hear these stories yeah and you can find us hanging out on instagram at beauty and the gee podcast and i'm out there at brassy broad jen i'm singing songs putting songs out there yeah you are i think maybe you should too (laughs) um i don't want to lose followers (laughs) honestly well first of all you can find me at aj clingerman everywhere you go and also role model everywhere you go especially tiktok because that's the only name on tiktok Um, (laughs) but um you know with the loss of my voice for a while i had a lot of i don't know fear is the right word but just discomfort Mm -hmm. um around like even doing stories on instagram or teaching in class like i was I, i had a fear that like we would lose students because my voice sounded terrible i was worried that people would come in new students and be like i can't listen to this chick she sounds terrible so you know like that was a fear so even just the few videos i put out in the last four months Mm -hmm. have been very few and far between and it it was it is fear-based it is a fear of being judged yeah well, you sound great today. Thank you. It's almost my voice and I'm so excited. And I have good volume and I'm so excited about being able to project again. <laughs> it's all that karaoke singing you did this weekend. <laughs> yeah, cleared out the throat a little. <laughs> exactly. All right, friends, thanks for tuning in. We would love to hear from you and we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat.